Amen. Um, well, I mentioned earlier, we've got a big week coming up. We've got a little video over here. Some of you have seen it. We'll just roll that video. Thanks, Joy. My name is Greg Moore. I'm the executive director of Army, the association. We just need some more volume. You may need to start that again because we need some more volume on that. My name is Greg. My name is Greg Moore. I'm the executive director of Army, the Association of Related Ministries International. And I want to encourage you to check out Overflow Conference with my good friends Shannon and Card Carroll. some friends and just check it out at overflowconference.info man you, you need to be there god bless you amen pastor greg was one of our keynote speakers last year and and uh, he couldn't make it this year but man we aren't we are not hurting for awesome ministry i want you know i we've been praying about this conference and i tell you what this we're on a threshold of something big and I know many people sense it and feel it, but, but know that, that as you prepare your hearts for this week, and, and I want to encourage you, to, we kick it off tomorrow night, Monday night, uh, with a worship night at 6.30, and then we're going to run for three evenings, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night. Um, and in the mornings, it's going to start Tuesday morning with three sessions in the morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, and from, at 8.30 in the morning. So, but I, I want to encourage you, um, if you can do anything to be there, this is this is this is not just uh, putting points in. Or this is, this is conferences for you. This conference is for kingdom, and there is absolutely going to be kingdom change. So I want to encourage you to do to participate um, in this because there's there's God has something for you. But you know that you have to prepare your heart to receive. Set your ears, set your tune, tune, incline your ear to hear what God has for you. Because I believe, honestly, I say this not lightly. I say this not lightly, but if you incline your ear, I believe that the, by the end of this week, you will be changed. There is, there is power in what God is going to do here. Life-changing, altering power. But if we, just neg if we neglect an opportunity like this, then that's where we are. We just neglect it, but use it. I'm telling you, use it because God's got something for you. Amen. Anyhow, I want to um, I want to just introduce a couple of people that are already here. I don't think uh, Pastor Lamont and Sharon they are here yet. I am, but I thought uh, we did see. Uh, they may, that's good. They need some good rest, but it's, but um, we've got Pastor Lamont and Sharon. They're already in town. We've got Hans and Sarah Erlinson. They're from Colorado. They're in town, so it's, they're awesome. And so, and then uh, you're going to hear more from all of these awesome people. And then we've got go our good friends, Dennis and Denise Capra. Dennis and Denise, won't you come on up, please? Won't you give them a warm welcome? Thank you, thank you. I um, I'm, I, I want to make sure Dennis is your mic on there. I want to make sure. Test one, two. There you go. Can you hear Dennis okay? Can you hear me okay? Yes. Come on. It's so, good to, it's so good to have you guys here. And um, to, these people are special. Yes. Just, just get ready. <laughs> good morning. That's what my dad used to say to me before he spanked me. I was special. <laughs> it is wonderful to be here. You guys, wow, what an excellent spirit and what a beautiful time we're going to have together. I have such expectation, and this is a great community. Wow. So my name's Denise. I'm not going to take too much time. I just wanted to greet you all and say uh, hello from Kansas City, where we're from. And we, uh, yeah, how about them chiefs? <laughs> but we, we, uh, I, I don't know if he'd remember all these details, so I'm going to tell you. But Dennis and I have been married almost 42 years. We have two adult children and four grandchildren. And we've had our church in Kansas City for 28 years. We just Last week was our celebration. 
Yeah, so we have had a home group ministry, but our vision has been discipleship, but we do a lot of traveling as well and do leadership training. And I'll tell you, the, the world needs what we have. So there's activation, there's great demonstration to this whole week and today. So, so much. Yes. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say. I'll turn it over to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Denise. She's got her book back there, too, if you guys want to see that. She just wrote it this last year. Um, I just want to say how impressed I am with this church. I walked in this morning, and we went back to have a pre-prayer meeting before your service, and I was amazed at all the people that came together in the planning of this service so you guys could get the best. I mean, working and planning and, and to have everything go right. And what's going to happen here today? I'm impressed. You guys are blessed. Come on now. And these people. I got to meet them, was it maybe 20 years ago or something in South Africa? Uh, I'm blessed. You know, we get to travel. I've been blessed to travel to 53 nations of the world. You know, you look back and say, how did that happen? And I got to meet them years ago, and they are the same sweet people that they were back then, but now with a whole lot more wisdom, yes. right? <laughs> Seen a few things, done a few things. And I just want to say, you guys have done a great job here. Yeah. You know, there's challenges in life. Has anybody figured that out yet? And the people that are still standing up after all the smoke clears, man, they're leaders. Amen. Yo, yo, here we go. Come on. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. We walk by faith and not by sight. I said, yeah, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. We walk by faith and not by sight. Break it down. Is it okay to have fun in church? You guys do that here? Come on, come on. We're going to have fun this week because I used to run around with a guy for almost 30 years, and he had fun wherever we went. So is it okay yes. to have fun this week? Yes. Come on. It's now, I'm, I'm going to break this mode to get into this mode for a second before I start teaching. And, and I, God was showing me some things about a few people. Uh, this lady with the hat on that was on worship, do you mind if I share some things and pray over you? Would that be okay? You know, when you were standing here and I heard your voice, it was like God said, the pain that you experienced is not going to stay there. It was like I saw you not as a rose, but a rose bush. And when people first have connected with you, there were some thorns and they didn't know how to take this. But that's being removed to where now it's going to be like roses are going to be given out, given out to people. You are God's blessing to the body of Christ. When I heard your voice and I heard you singing, honey, you haven't heard anything like it's going to be coming out of your mouth because it's going to be coming from deep down within, you know, as rivers of living water come forth, it's going to be coming out of your mouth. Because your past will no longer determine your future anymore. Your past has been... You are a new creation in Christ Jesus right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I heard this too. Has somebody here been believing for a baby? Somebody been believing for a baby? You know, people laugh about that. Pointing. Okay. Would you guys mind standing up? And I don't know if you can't have one or you just believe in to have one or whatever, but I've seen so many situations. I was in Brazil one time, and I called out the same word, and a lady that was 40 years old stood up, and she's never been able to have a baby. And I could remember the, the other church seeing her like, what are you doing standing up? You can't have a baby. Do you think that scares God? So we stretch out our hands towards you. 
And I say, be fruitful and multiply in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for this child that's going to come forth in the name of Jesus. We release that in Jesus' name. Okay, now that's all we can do. The rest is up to you, okay? Right? Man, it was so neat to come back to Brazil the next year and get to baptize water, baptize that baby, dedicate that baby that we prayed for that, that came next year. That baby was there. I did that with another lady that runs a deaf ministry over there. And so she doesn't speak English. So the next year, Denise, my wife, was coming back. And so this lady was waiting in this hallway of the building we were going to be staying in, and she's holding this baby. And so she can't speak English, so she points at me and then points at the baby. And my wife looks at me like, what's the heck? I said, no, no, we prayed for her. She had a baby, man. How many know things can be misinterpreted in certain situations that are happening there? Come on, Jesus. I just want to say this, uh, the pastors wanting to have this conference, they're giving you the word, faith, righteousness, grace, the gospel of peace, you're getting this word, and most people don't get to hear what you get to hear. I just want to let you know that, and it's getting down and it's rooting in. But to add the supernatural, to add the overflow, you guys have more than enough. The gifts are in you if you believe in Jesus. Come on, man. You said, Jesus, fill me. He filled you, and you're loaded. You just don't know it yet. Somebody say, I'm loaded. I'm loaded. Come on now. You start believing that, it just naturally flows and comes out of you. And over the goofiness of the last two years of the pandemic, come on, you ought to not be in a place where you're afraid to pray for anybody now, all the stuff that's came down. You get boldness. Come on. Bolder than... Ten acres of Texas garlic. That's bold. So we need to start doing that. Now, what I want to talk to you about today is called the Holy Spirit in you. Has anybody figured out you got the Holy Ghost in you? And today I want to look at the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. How many know he was back there? The Holy Spirit in the New Testament and the Holy Spirit in you. And I remember from the very beginning, you know, God was, had faith-filled words he was speaking out when he created the earth, right? And you know when he starts speaking, you know, light be, you know, he's starting to create. The Holy Spirit was hovering, vroom, 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 waiting. And when the God said, light be, how do you know the Holy Spirit says, sound good to me? And he went and he, light happened. Do you know the same God is working the same way through us? When you get faith-filled words that come from your heart and you want to speak them by faith, the Holy Ghost is ready to make those happen. Is it different now? What happened in the beginning needs to be happening now. We're just a little bit afraid sometimes. What if we make a mistake? So what? Come on. You know, but the Holy Spirit works also, besides the supernatural, which sometimes this has to be the supernatural, in your family. How many need the Holy Ghost to work in their family? With their kids and their marriage? Come on, Holy Ghost. So, in Exodus 13, starting at 20, it talks about, remember the fire by night and the cloud by day. So, he took their journey from sackcloth and camped, at Etham, at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day and night, he did not take away the pillar of the cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night before the people. How many know that God has not taken away the Holy Spirit from us? He's still here, he's still operating, and you're not going to see him in a cloud anymore. That, what they had by cloud and by fire was substandard to what you got right now. Being able to live on the inside of you. So, the Holy Spirit, I don't have to worry about. I know some people say, well, I messed up once, the Holy Ghost isn't working through me anymore. It's a lie. 
Now, David even said that in Psalm chapter 51, 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take the Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Now, how many know that God doesn't take the Holy Spirit from us? This is Old Testament verse that we're talking about here. But even with that, there should be, and we should be experiencing the joy of the salvation we experienced. And if there's some reason I'm not experiencing the joy of the salvation of the Holy Spirit living in me, I need to get some things straight. I need to find out what the plug is, what's holding up the flow. And it's usually there's things in my heart, there's fear going on, there's something that I've allowed to come in. And as soon as God reveals it, man, I'm ready to break it. Because the Holy Spirit is in you, ready to operate without limits, but we put the limits on. So how many are ready to remove the limits this week? And say all things are possible. The only requirement that God put, Jesus put, on his miracle working power was that we believe. I mean, everybody else says, well, you pray and you fast enough and go to church enough and give enough. Those are all good things. But the only requirement was that you believe. So our working and our work we do is to get my heart to that place of believing that all things are possible. Did he say some things are possible? I mean, all things. You, you know, I remember, I don't know how many years ago it was, it could have been 30, I remember in Kansas City where we live, there was a Kenneth Copeland meeting. And so we went, big auditorium full of people, and I remember right in the center was this row of wheelchair people. And I remember looking at this guy in the middle who was in this laydown type. It was like he was the most messed up among that whole group of people. And I remember saying, God, if you're real, that guy right there, I want you to heal him. So worship got going. The next thing I knew, the guy that was the worst messed up of all of them was out of that laydown wheelchair dancing in there. And if, if I didn't believe it then, I remember the two ladies that looked like they came with him, and I saw them the next day at a restaurant. Isn't that funny how God will set you up? And I said, hey, were you at the kid? Yes. Was that guy with you in that wheelchair? They said, yes. And they told me the story. For 30 years, he has not walked, and that was the first day he's walked in 30 years. All things are possible. Where's my bass? Boom, 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 boom. Come on. But you don't know what I've done. Aren't you glad that Jesus doesn't deliver you, set you free, or fill you based on what you've done, but based on what Jesus did? I was in India one time, and I remember uh, they were wanting miracles. They were wanting this kind of stuff. And I was telling this story about a man that came in, that, that known as the town drunk. And he came in to this meeting, uh, and I said... The man came up when it was time to get healed, and, and they all said, no, 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 no. And I said, are they saying no? He says, yes, because they were taught you got to be good enough. I mean, no, we got that straight right now. But Sister Sally Sandpaper was sitting over here. You're not Sally, are you? Okay. And she had, she had been in this church the whole time. She worked with the children. She worked with all the ministries, and her family had been there before her, and they had their name on the pew. And she needed healed. And she came up and she didn't get healed. But the drunk came from the back, walking up, stumbling up. And, and, and he, he had a leg that was out of, it was all bent. And God healed it. Totally healed. And this lady was so angry. How come you healed the drunk didn't heal me? Well, this lady was trusting in her works. What she did, all the things she did for God and presenting it up to God. You know, I wrote a book called uh, Don't Be a Dung Beetle, right? That's something I saw in South Africa. There was a dung beetle rolling up elephant poo, right? And he would convince the lady dung beetles, hey, baby, come lay your eggs in my dung, okay? And so God showed me that all my works were as dung. 
So if we're looking for something you did to receive this week, forget it. This guy knew he hadn't done anything. He knew that there wasn't any reason why God would have healed him, but he was putting total faith in what Jesus had done, and that's why he received healing. Come on. Come on. Now, Jesus is a man full of the Holy Spirit. How many believe that? I'm going to say this to you. Dennis is a man full of the Holy Spirit. Tell me your names. Say, say, and say your name and say, I am a man or woman full of the Holy Spirit. See, what Jesus said, we say here. And it said in Luke 4, 1 to 2, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned to Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days, tempted by the devil. In those days he did eat nothing, and they were ended. He afterwards uh, hungered. You would too, right? And Jesus needed a Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost to overcome temptations. Don't leave home without Him. Come on. And He's in you. You just got to remember that He's there sometimes. So we're seeing this. Then we're going to move into this place where we call the double portion. How many have thought, well, I want the double portion? I mean, if anybody's in there, there's probably a few people that thought the same thing. And if I get this wrong, your pastor can clean it up next week, right? But the double portion is not in the New Covenant. And, and so when Elisha asked to get the double portion from Elijah that took off out of here in the fiery chariot, it was a different covenant. So he got it. But let me ask you this. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, do you get half the Holy Ghost? When a young person gets filled, does he get Jesus Jr.? He gets the whole person of the Spirit. And so I'm here to say you don't need more of the Holy Ghost. You need to learn how to release more of the Holy Ghost. You're loaded. So if I learn how to release more, it's not that I don't have all of him. I'm learning how to release more. Power. This guy we used to run with, man. He, he, God would show him ways to release. And I know you don't have to do this, but it would be like he'd have this little ball, this little softball, and he'd learn, okay, how do I do this, Lord? And the Lord would show him how to release. And I mean, I watched him. We were in Kenya, East Africa, having a conference. And I remember all these people came up around the stage here, and Dave was here, and he said, God, show me a grenade here. He's seeing this in the spirit. And he, he goes like, and I was behind these people, and he goes like this, and about the time that grenade would have hit, every one of those people fell out. I don't know how it happened, but I know a guy that believes and practices with the Holy Ghost. Most people might think you're crazy. He didn't care what people thought about him being crazy. And that's why he saw so much. He learned to work with the Holy Ghost when he spoke to him, when he operated with him. So I had to learn how to, I worked, how he worked through me, how I learned to release things. He would chop things off of people, man. God gave him this gift, and there was this lady you saw in front of him getting prayer, and God showed her these hoses going into her back and coming out, sucking life out and putting junk in. He says, what do I do, Lord? Take your hand like a sword and chop them off. And when he stuck his hand up like this, the Lord showed him he had this sword with this fire running around it. And at first he thought, hey, forget you, lady. I'm going to go look at my sword. Isn't that what most Christians do? They want to look at their gifts instead of use them. So what I do, Lord, he says, chop, brother, chop. So he chopped these things, and these hoses flew, and this all in the spirit. This lady flew back about 10 feet, knocked the usher over. And she was totally delivered. So he, that's what God gave him to start using. So what's he given you that helps people get free? Come on now. So I don't need a double portion. I need to start using and releasing what the Spirit has given me. Come on now. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. How many know we have a no-spin zone? I, I know news has that thing but uh, so we, we hear about that but one makes it look bad how many know your news channels depending on which one you watch change really how it goes 
the other couldn't be better. We need to have the Holy Spirit's perspective, which is always trying to help us. It never discourages, and always, but it always takes faith to believe what the Holy Spirit's given you. You know, Noah, when he was in the ark, you know, you, you see these little window openings here, but there was a, a hatch or a window on the very top. And so Noah would open, instead of when the rain stopped, to see what's going on. We're always looking on the news to see what's going on. He looked up to God. God, tell me, what's going on? He got God's view and opinion, got God's perspective instead of his own. And that's hard for us because we like to have our ducks in a row. We like to have everything in order. But what we need to do, God, you tell me what's going on. What's happening in Ukraine, God? See, we, we're being shown stuff that's really not like it is, I'm telling you, when you watch the news. So, God, I need your perspective. How, how do we pray? How do we stand for what's going on in the world right now? And this question he would ask, uh, do I have all of him, the spirit without measure? And in John 3:34, for to whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God, for God giveth the Holy Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son and hath given all things. So Jesus received the spirit without measure. You get that? He had and so Dave, the guy we've been talking about, he said, Lord, do I have the Spirit without measure? And the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said something. He says, the question is not, do you have all of me, but do I have all of you? How much are we willing to surrender so that all of him can manifest and do what he wants to do in this day? Come on. It's okay if I interrupt this for a second. There's a lady right here with the blonde hair. Could you stand up for one minute? There's something going on in you. The joy of the Lord is going to continue to manifest to you and through you. You're going to see manifest miracles. Those hands you've got raised up here. Matter of fact, if you could run up here just for a second. Uh, I, I, Father, I just thank you. Hold your hands out. So, so. Father, we, we release those now. We release the power, God, that is going to be flowing from this woman. I, I mean, people are going to tell you they have problems. There's going to be people come up and say, I've got cancer, and you say, no problem, and those hands will be laid on them. You speak to that stuff, and you say, stop, in the name of Jesus. And, and, and I just heard there's been voices that have been criticizing you in different areas and how you do things. Don't listen to them. Listen to me in this hour in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Forgiveness and releasing. You know, you need the grace of God to forgive people. And if you're on the planet, somebody is going to offend you. And these are the things that close the hose. And we've got to understand we're not in a hose connection. We're in a river. Come on now. But it says, receive the Holy Spirit. John 20, 21 says, and again, Jesus said to them, peace be to you. Peace be with you and the Lord has not sent me as the Lord the Father has sent me, so also I am sending you. Who's the you he's talking about there? Okay. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone of their sins, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. The Holy Spirit and forgiveness go together. And I'm, I'm just wanting to say this to you, some things we're going to be talking about Tuesday night. By me having things against other people, I hinder sometimes their gifts from operating. So I cannot have anything that's going to hold the process up. I want to release people. I want them to be fulfilled in everything God has called them to be. But pain happens, and the problem is you're blinded sometimes when that pain happens. Happen. So we're going to release that because I want to full, flow freely. I want to see all the miracles that God's got to bring through me. You guys are the people that bring miracles to people. 
wherever you go. And I'll just say this. Don't be afraid to step out and lay hands on somebody. What have you got to lose? I found out so many times I got gutsy enough to go ahead and step up and I watched God do supernatural because I, I said, okay, what have I got to lose here? Come on. Now, I, this is hard to believe that he said we would be doing greater works than he did. John fourteen ten. Do you believe that the Father is living in me and that I am living in the Father? Even the words are not my own, but come from the Father. For he lives in me and performs the miracles of power through me. Believe that I live as one with my Father and that the Father lives as one with me. Or at least believe because of the mighty miracles I have done. Verse 12 says, I tell you the timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty works that I do. Is he really, is this true? But then he gets really out there. Even greater miracles than these, because I go to the Father. You know, he didn't say we'd be doing just his miracles, but greater miracles. You, you guys, I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff, and I'm probably preempting this picture. I, I don't even have it on this one, but I was in Brazil. Oh, this has maybe been six, seven years ago, and I go in this church in a poor area, and I walk in, and there's no roof on it. I mean, I can see the stars, and these people are excited, and they want Jesus, and I remember looking at a couple in the audience. You know, Brazilian people are kind of dark-skinned, and these were albino. I mean, pink-looking, white hair. And I remember the whole time they're doing this. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, brightness of the lights, whatever. And so when we got done, we asked if there were people that wanted to be healed. So these two brother and sister, probably 15, 16, right in there, came up. And I got to them and I said, what do you need? They translated, we are blind and we want to see. Now, when somebody says that, do you get a little nervous? Oh, blind. Or do you think you have to do your spiritual calisthenics? Okay, this isn't just a headache. This is blindness. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we got to build ourselves up. How many know... You're not going to work anything up. It, it's trusting in Jesus or nothing. Say nothing. Come on. And so I prayed for these two. The next thing I know, I was bold. I was in Brazil. We were leaving the next day. So if it didn't work, you know, I could. I'm, I'm kidding you, right? But I said, can you see? They started focusing in on me. And then I said, how many fingers? They, you know, four two, like that. I said, can you see me well? And she said, yes. I said, am I a good-looking man? She says, yes. I said, they're healed. <laughs> Brought up a Brazilian Bible. They were able to read it. Man, that's cool. There they are. They're in front of you. What are you going to do? What have you got to lose? Had a guy die right in front of our church one time. Don't you hate when that happens? And he was working on our sign, and I, I just happened to be there on a Saturday. I was walking across the uh, front foyer, and I, and I saw a ladder tipped over. He had about a 12-foot ladder he fell off of, and he's laying on the ground shaking. And I run out there, and there's a puddle of blood behind his head, breathing very hard. <gasps> then all of a sudden, he dies. So I went inside and got my How to Raise a Dead book. How many know you're not going to prepare when something happens? Whatever's on the inside of you is going to come out of you. I said, in the name of Jesus, Jim, you will live and not die. I said, get back in your body in Jesus' name. Next thing I know, <gasps> we set him up. He had needed some stitches, so I had a guy take him up to get his... You think God would have healed his, where he needed stitches too, right? 
Later, he told us the story. He was going through a tunnel very quickly, and he was getting closer to a bright light. And about halfway there, he heard his name and came back down into there. You know, I am fully qualified to do this because I was a drug dealer one time. Now, I say that facetiously, but that I was a drug dealer years back. And so I didn't know nothing. Okay? And Jesus could use me, he could use you. Are you with me? Come on. Now, I want to look at this story. I want to look at, it's out of John chapter 2. And, and could you pull up that uh, one picture of Martin Luther? Because how many know your righteousness qualifies you? what Jesus put on you. And it says here, when I look at myself, come on, I looked at myself. How can I do this? I don't see how I can be saved. But when I look at Christ, I don't see how I can be lost. Who are we looking at when something comes our way? So here we are, John chapter 2. I'm going to read this part first, and then I'm going to tell you what God showed me. In the third day, there was the marriage of Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus called uh, and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto them, They have no wine. You ever been to a party? There was this commercial years ago where um, it was a soup brown Super Bowl time, and they ran out of Doritos. And everybody kind of, see, see you later, you're out of Doritos. We're looking at a much worse situation here. Are you, you hearing what I'm saying? But Jesus saith unto her, Woman. Can you imagine Jesus calling his mom, Woman. What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. It was almost like his mother didn't hear him. Uh, his mother said unto the surface, Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone. And unto them, fill the water pots with water. This is Jesus' instructions. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. And the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made into wine and knew not where it was. I don't like to use the word whence. Not whence it was. <laughs> but the servants which drew it, the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto uh, him, Every man at the beginning does set out good wine, and when the men have well drunk, you guys getting this? After they're pretty loaded, you, give, you, you bring out the worst one, right? But thou hast kept the best wine until now. Now we're going to find out what he's talking about here. This beginning of miracles... Did Jesus in Cain of Galilee and manifested forth glory and his disciples believed on him. Now I just want to say some things uh, to you. Uh, this was Jesus' first miracle. And how many know there's a law of first mention? You know, when something's first brought up in the Bible, we need to pay attention to what's going on here. Uh, this is a miracle of the new covenant. I mean, no, Jesus is setting us up for something really good. It sets a precedent, right? Okay. And then we look, it talks about this wedding was on the third day. What are the things we can get out of that? You know, it represents a union. Trinity. Come on. Jesus was risen on the third day. And then Jesus shows, you know, his mother uh, said to him, Will you do this? And Jesus was trying to get out of it at first. But... Jesus shows we can draw on him in time of need. Jesus, when you have a need, does he say, well, I, not time yet, or I can't do it right now, or waiting for the, the blue moon to show up. No, we can draw on Jesus any time, night or day. He doesn't put protocol, come on, before the anointing. Are, are you with, listen to me here. He, he, sometimes we do. Well, it can't be that way. Uh, so, when he said, we have no wine, this is the 
releasing of the old covenant that's moving out. Now, then his mother acted in faith, expecting Jesus to meet her need. Now, did the mom say, okay, Jesus, it's not your time, we're not going to do this. This must have been a fam family that they knew or related to, and this was messing up the whole marriage, and there would have been embarrassment. And the mother says, Jesus, I'm drawing on you now. I don't, I don't want this family to be embarrassed. How many know the mother is expecting something to happen? She told the servants, do whatever he says. Now, is that somebody not expecting something to happen? See, we've got to get ourselves in a place when we're speaking, when we're praying. We have great expectation of what God is going to do. Come on. She said, do what he says. What is Jesus saying to you? Are you ready to get your heart in a place where you're casting all the doubt and unbelief out? I'm just going to go for it. What have I got to lose? You know, when you pray for a dead people and they don't get up, what have you got to lose? A little pride maybe, something, something like that happens to you. You know, I remember this guy was in our church. We were having a healing meetings at one point, and he came in in a wheelchair. And a friend from our church brought him in, and he wanted his legs healed. And I got this thought, what did this guy like to do? And they said he liked to play golf. So I think we had a golf club in, in back. I used props, and I got it out. And I said, have him stand up. So they helped him up. And I said, I want him to imagine. I want you to imagine yourself playing golf. We got him in a position, and I got him swinging that golf club. God healed his legs. A whole lot you can do when you see from the inside. Let me say this to you. We're always looking for stuff to manifest on the outside, but it needs to manifest on the inside first. You need to see yourself healed. You know, a lot of people have had jumped for a long time, man. And you need to be able to start seeing what God says become more relevant, become more of your heart and what you believe than the old stuff. Some things are possible, but, but what? Oh, all things. Great. Okay, and he set six stone water pots. Now, stone represents humanity, imperfection. Did he pour the water into these porcelain, these, these beautiful porcelain vases? He poured them into crack pots like you and I. Human vessels, come on, so that when something happens, God will get the glory and not you. Are you hearing this, man? And the six, I believe, represented 6,000 years. This is what I was getting when I was, uh, God was showing me this. And then we're getting ready for the 7,000th year coming up here. How many are getting excited about that? Come on. A new millennium. But these were being used. They purified us. God purified these cracked pots, these stone. Come on. These pots were being used for purification is what they used them for. Uh, but God poured his spirit in earthen vessels. You know how the spirit would come on people in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. Empower them and then leave. You know, he wanted to come inside of you and not leave. This covenant, this new wine, it's a better covenant. Come on now. So he took, it said two to three firkins, or, or 68 to 100 liters, uh, times six. Or we could say, uh, one, one note I had here uh, was 30 to 50 gallons. Uh, now, I don't know about you, but... 30 to 50 gallons times 6, what's that, Three, almost 300 gallons if that was there? So you've got a bunch of people that have already drunk the wine that was there, drunk. and next thing you know, Jesus is trying to get them really laid out here. Is that what's going on here, man? I believe what Jesus was saying here, and you've got to get this, Jesus didn't do halfway. Jesus did more than enough. More than enough. Overflow. That's right. Come on now. And, and what you have to understand too, it said he filled it halfway up. What? 
to the brim. Some days you might feel like you're a court low, but you got filled to the brim. And he put it in an earthen vessel, an imperfect person like you and me, so he could show his glory through. Come on, Jesus. We are the stone pot of imperfection God filled completely. Come on, Jesus. So then the master said, draw some out. We must draw on the Holy Spirit. You could have all the Spirit in you to the brim and never draw any of it out. So not only do you have to know that you're full, but you've got to say, okay, it's time to draw some out. You can say, I got it, I got it, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and never use it. But you mean I'd have to walk over and pray for this person? What if it doesn't work? What if it... We got to get over that, right? Fear has no option in this hour, in this time that we're in. This is how there's going to be transformation. This is how we're going to see more people brought into the kingdom because... The body of Christ is getting bold. They not only know what they've got, but they're not afraid to step out and lay hands on people. I, I forgot it, but I was going to bring some jumper cables. You, you know, when you, your car, you guys have your batteries die sometimes and you need a jump. Do you know, when you lay hands on people, it's just like those jumper cables are going on them. What's in you, man, is transferring on the inside out, come on. And, and so he drew it out. It turned into wine. Water is the Holy Spirit and the blood is forgiveness. And he saved the best for last. Did you know that? Give it to the master. And he said, we've saved the best for last. The covenant that you are in of forgiveness of sin and infilling of the Holy Spirit is the best God has. And you and I were given that. Come on, to operate in. How many are ready? How many earthen vessels do I have here that believe they've been filled with the full person of the Holy Ghost and everything that Jesus had and did are made available to you? And if you walk out of here, and there's a person that starts challenging you. Because, you know, your family and say, oh, what's you? You know, I've seen your mistakes. I've seen that. I'm a dead man. If you're in Christ, you are dead. That's the old you. You were buried. Come on, when you got water baptized. They can call me anything you want to, man. I'm a dead man. I am still going to lay hands on the sick and see him recover. You know, I found out a lot of times what happens in my corner is because I was there. Are you there? You're there wherever you are, and somebody comes along. You're the one that's supposed to lay hands. If somebody fell over dead here this morning, do you believe God could raise them from the dead? And you'd probably believe Shannon or I or Hans. Yeah, go for it, man. But if I said, you come up here and lay hands on them, you go, oh, wait a minute here. Because you'd have more confidence in us than you. And if you really knew these guys, you wouldn't have as much confidence in them as me. Come on. Come on. Some of the amazing miracles that I've seen in my life have not been when I just did some overcharged sermon or anything. It's when I didn't feel good. I remember Dave Duell many years ago was going to a full gospel businessmen's meeting and he had a fight with his wife, Bonnie. And so he had to go, it's time to leave. And he's going out to get in the car. She opens the door and goes, hypocrite. <laughs> and all the way to this meeting he's going to, it's ringing in his ears, hypocrite. How many know sometimes that puts you in a place where you're not trusting in you? And that's actually pretty good, right? He saw more miracles than he'd seen in a long time because he knew he had to trust in Jesus instead of himself. How many know that's where we're at? 
See, I'm not called to do all the miracles. I'm called to tell you you're loaded. And you've got the spirit of the living God in you. And miracles should be flowing through you everywhere that you go. But it's going to take faith. So, so as I, I stand here, I, I, I'm getting things. Somebody has lower back problems. Who is that? Okay, could you, you please stand, the ones that say they got lower back problems? Okay, stay right there. And here's what I'm going to have happen. Since you guys are full of it, come on, right? We said that. You guys, you're, you're anointed. I want you around them to lay hands. And we're not asking God to heal them. We're speaking to the back. We're speaking to those situations. You're getting words. Now. So go ahead. Start praying for those people. The people that are standing up, you guys are the anointed ones. Now, I heard several, several people have been having eye issues. Eye issues, you're ready to be done with that. Raise your hand if you've got eye issues. We've got one here, one here, in the back, two or three. Okay, thank you, Lord. So I want you people next to them, around them, speak to those eyes and command those eyes to be healed and whole and lacking no good thing in Jesus' name. Come on, that's right. Speak to those things. Healed, whole, complete. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I heard the word esophagus. Somebody's been having some issues with their esophagus. I don't know if it's a swallowing thing, uh, but God's wanting to heal that right now. Who's our esophagus person? Your throat's been bothering you. It's time to be restored in Jesus' name. Thank you. Colon, I heard the word colon. Man, you're, it's not been working right. God is healing that right now. I, I don't know if you want to wave your hand. as me or not, you know, but God is healing, okay? In the name of Jesus, be healed right now. You got hands on her? Right now, in the name of Jesus, that colon is being restored, made whole in Jesus' name. I heard the word cancer, and this could be very, very different places all over, but God is healing cancer. Let me say this right there. Let me say this. God has healed cancer. So what we're doing is we're telling it. You can ask the person where it's at, but you, can, you tell it to go. Get out. You're not welcome here. Cancer, go now in the name of Jesus. Right now, release and let them go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You know, and you don't have to stand up if you don't want to, but I heard the word lawsuit. Somebody's going through a legal situation right now. And, man, that's been causing stress. That's been causing problems. God says, lawsuit, we pray for you to go now in Jesus' name. We pray and thank you, God, that you always take care of us. Every need according to, your, according to you and your wisdom and glory, Lord. We thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. Okay, somebody's foot. Somebody's going to have a problem with their foot. Okay, thank you. Lay hands on her. That's right. Speak to that foot. Tell it to be restored in the name of Jesus. You know, I, I remember greeting you two when you came in. Could you two stand up? You Mr. Calvin Klein, yeah. I, I'm assuming is that your mom or whatever? you know her? Okay, just a friend? Okay, okay, all right. Okay. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What good friends to have. Father, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus. You're getting a download. God is doing a download and putting on the inside of you. You're going to be saying things you never thought would come out of your mouth. God is downloading you, of course, with his word and the spirit, but a new boldness is coming on you, living through you. Uh, you're going to be the guy that brings up stuff, and they're going to first look at you like, what? But, Father, I just call forth a Holy Ghost boldness. You're going to end up praying for people, and the things that they see happen are going to get around. They're going to get around, and then they're going to bring them to you. Yeah, well, let, let him pray for you. Father, I release that now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for a Holy Ghost boldness. A change in circumstances around you. There's been some circumstances around you, you know, that uh, haven't been all so easy. And so I pray those be broken off, sent away in the name of Jesus. And God says, I will be your image. I will be how people see you in Jesus' name. Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to uh, 
let your pastor come up and finish the service. I don't know how long it normally is. And then we'll be glad, Hans, and you'll be, we'll be glad to pray for people um, that need prayer. Is that, is that okay? Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Nedness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, this is just a continuation. I know God has been preparing us and those of you who are part of Lake Haven and, and, and all visitors, by the way, you're so welcome, even for the rest of this week. Bring, bring people that you know, but, but I know God's been particularly preparing us. In, as, even as you know, the last two weeks we were talking about the mystery, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And, and what a great continuation, Dennis, in, in being obedient to that, because that is it. You know, we, we are, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, you know, and, and that is it. We've never qualified. We have never been qualified. And that is so, you know what? It's very self-righteous to believe that we qualify. Nobody can qualify. Nobody can qualify. So, and that's what we're hearing again and again. And, but it is time for us to stand up. You know, it is time. And, and when, as we've, we know, I mean, we know this time, I'm, I, I really saw what's happening this week is going to be life-changing for those who will. For those who will. I am sick and tired of, um, what's the word? <laughs> of... Um, Fake ministry, and I've got, I, I don't know how to put this together. Try and follow what I'm saying. I'm tired, I'm sick and tired of looking at the externals. I'm sick and tired for chasing stuff um, in the external. I, I believe the time has come that we have to pursue, we've got to pursue, we've got to have a heart for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We've got to have a ministry, a heart for what God can do within us. We've got, you know, like Paul said in, in Corinthians, you know, that, that, that it's, it's people that are spiritual that these truths are given. It's not to fleshly people that can do it. And I, what, I saw, what I saw is that, is that if you've got a heart just for external stuff and you don't have a heart to pursue what's internally true, you know, we're supposed to look at the things that are not seen. Looking and so there's these elements that are, are spiritual truths, and I know that I'm speaking sort of cryptically in a little for a little bit. But won't you close your eyes with me just for a minute, Father? We thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit. That this is true. This dunamis is within us, Father. That we have this power, this dunamis, this treasure in jars of clay, Father. Thank you that it is Christ in us that is the hope of glory, the hope of glory. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, I want you just, you don't even have to put up a hand or anything. I just want you to cry it in your heart and just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's all you need to do. He hears the heart cry of your heart. Those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you, if your heart cry just wants, wants something real, you need a real touch from Jesus. Just cry out to the Lord. Just say, Lord Jesus, you know my heart. I'm, I'm, I'm not hiding any longer. I need you to touch my heart. I need, I need something from you. I want you to know that he sees you. You're not hidden. He has not forgotten you. There is nothing that has disqualified you. Nothing that has disqualified you. He loves you. He loves you. Amen. If that's a prayer of your heart this morning, then and you want to connect with one of our prayer ministers or with Dennis, as Dennis and Denise or Hans or whoever is going to be ministering, if you need something, want want ministry here, then stick around. I'm telling you because there is something here for to be gotten. Amen. Um, if you're ready and you would like to dismiss and 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 leave, please please do that. Feel free and bring back people. Oh, we've got overflow cards on the back table. Um, those bring people because this is going to be an awesome week. So come back tomorrow night. Tomorrow night we're kicking it off with a worship night. So there's not going to be a, a much speaking. I'm going to do a, a, a small intro and then we're going to have some worship. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be a really rich evening. So. Um, get ready, come with hearts ready just to love on Jesus at 6.30. Amen. We love you guys. We're just, we're not going to really dismiss it, but you go, you go in Jesus. Amen. What's that? Tonight? Oh, healing you? 
Yes, Healing You for Healing University this evening. Remember that is on every Sunday at 5 p.m. Healing You.